Hello, this is Tara Nevins from Dawn of the Buffalo, and you're listening to Community Radio, WMNF Tampa. Take a moment and have a look at your car. Does it spark joy for you? Does it even spark at all? When you're ready to say thank you and goodbye to your old ride, WMNF will be ready for you. Tidy up with a free pickup today. Go to WMNFcar.org for more. Here comes the sun, doo-doo. here comes the sun, I say it's alright. Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Living Show at WMNF Tampa 88.5, where every Monday at 11 we bring you a conversation with local experts on sustainable issues. Today we're talking with Tracy Sudfin owner of Lot 29, a woman-owned business and focuses on vintage and reclaimed items for all ages. And by the way, y'all, a WMNF listener recommended this store as a guest for our show. So that's something y'all can think about. If there's somebody that you think that we should have as a guest on our show, um, I would love, we, Kenny and I, would both love to hear from you. And uh, our hosts today are myself, Annie Ellis, and Kenny Coogan. And Irene is taking your calls, and Mr. Bill Grace is working the boards. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Thank you. Good morning. Hi, Tracy. We're uh, excited to have you. And uh, your store is called Lot 29, and it's in uh, Seminole Heights. And can you tell us what Lot 29 is about? So Lot 29 is all about reclaiming and refurbishing old items. A lot of things... It was just seeming to me like too many things were going to the landfill and maybe there wasn't enough appreciation for the old things. So I try to turn that around and, and give them a new life and a new lease so that they don't get thrown away. Very good. So the listener that we were talking about, uh, they emailed us and they said they, they saw your uh, store being featured in uh, a newspaper. So then we said, yeah, that sounds right up, sustainable. You know, we're balancing people, profit and planet and while there might be enough things in the world where we don't need to be making new things, that's not really good for the business side, the profit side. So we still need to have like this commerce of exchanging. And I think repurposing and reusing items is a great way to balance those three things. Yeah, it pulls into reduce, reuse, recycle all the way, you know, and that's what we're all about. My household has a saying, the dumpster will provide. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that saying. Oh, that's funny. And I mentioned this one other time, but I forgot what I got. But on Mondays, which is our show, but Mondays are also my uh, garbage day pickup. And today I picked up a desk lamp that I'm going to use as a little grow light for some plants. That's but fantastic. I think in the past I got like shelving units. Oh, and yeah. That's, you know, I, I, I never wait. To, you know, when I see something, I, st- I stop. And sometimes, I, it, and other times I've gone by and I'll go, why did I just pass by that? And I'll turn around and come back and pick it up. Because, you know, you get the coolest items, the most unusual. That's the thing. It's not going to just be, you know, some prefabs kind of store. Uh, items that you have at your house it's much more interesting and you're not getting in, into the uh, the dump site the the desk lamp that i found today oh, yes. it 
it has like a visible bulb, but inside there's like all these coils that are decorative, and it wasn't in the garbage. So I was like, oh, I'm sure it works. So as soon as I got home, I plugged it in. It's perfect. It's beautiful. And you just put in a regular grow light. Is that is that the difference? How, I'm going to I'm going to just use the normal. Uh, it's not a fluorescent light, but I'm going to use whatever light it comes with, uh-huh. and uh, that's good enough for oh. the house plants or a Venus flytrap. Oh, trip. I didn't know. Okay. So Tracy for lot 29, which uh, can you tell the listeners how you spell lot 29? Lot 29 is spelled lot, and then 20 is spelled out with the number 9 at the end. And does lot 29 mean anything? Yeah, I was wondering too. <laughs> um, you know, it's tw- 29 is just a favorite number of mine for several reasons, and it's kind of a lot of everything. So it's really hard to focus on just one thing or another. So lot kind of summed it all up. Okay. So your store, yeah, you're repurposing items and selling them. So can you give us a, uh, like a summary of the types of things you're selling? Yeah. Well, we have several types of things. We have everything from glasses that were made in the thirties and forties to um, furniture that was made. I actually have a bed right now in the store that was made in 1890 that somebody put out and just wasn't interested in having anymore. They put it out, you mean, at the for the trash? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I saw that so, bed online, by the way. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it is gorgeous, but it's just going to take the right person. And yeah. I always know they're always going to find their forever home. It just takes a little bit longer and the right person to walk by. Yeah. That's really lovely <laughs> that you're uh, giving it an opportunity to be appreciated. You know, because those things that you have are beautiful to me. And, you know, I think there's, I'm not the only person that's loving that kind of stuff, you know. But I'm, I always hear that, you know, a lot of the younger people don't like a lot of the older stuff, the antiques and things. Do you find that you get um, uh, young people in uh, to your store? And how do they respond? Um, yeah, we actually are. I think it's because of the neighborhood, because Seminole Heights is so eclectic anyway. Yeah. That we do get a lot of younger people in and actually they've really started buying. I've been seeing a big kind of change in that. The younger people, and when I say younger, I'm I'm thinking like, you know, um teens. Oh, eighteen. Yeah, wow. Teens and mid twenties. Yeah. They okay. seem to appreciate it even more than the in between. Wow. But but I think it just it's just making it look new or using it in a new way gets them thinking or seeing it displayed in a certain way. They're like, oh, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that in my house. Yeah. And, it, you know, explaining the differences of the way things used to be made versus how they're made now. They can see the quality. Yeah. You, you can't really go wrong if you're buying something like that bed, for instance, that's going to be something you can hand down yeah. to other people in your family because it's going to last forever. Yeah. I've noticed that yeah. as well, is that the quality of um, most manufactured goods these days are just not the level of the quality of the goods back in the day. That has to talk to the economy if people have stuff that lasts forever, they don't have to buy new stuff. You know what? That's a great point. That's a very good point. Because, uh, yeah, if it's a, it's a throwaway system, then they have to go out and buy a new toaster because they can't take it to the guy that fixes the toaster anymore mm-hmm. uh, because there isn't that guy. So, Tracy, for this bed, just specifically for it's the bed, so what did you have to do to 
resell it? Was one of the legs shorter than the others? Was, <laughs> you know, are you, re, did you have to remove one of those like wooden dowels? dowels or oh, did you just have to give it a, a paint job? Actually, that particular bed was almost in perfect condition when I got it. All I had to do was um, do a little repair in one of the panels and the headboard was slipping a little bit. So it just needed to be put back and glued and clamped. Wow. And that's, I guess it's too big for a lot of people to, they like flat beds with no head and footboard kind of a thing. But that's just what really shows as a bed. It's just beautiful. Now, you mentioned that you're in uh, uh, Seminole Heights. Uh, where are you located exactly? Um, we are actually at 4630 North Florida Avenue. Oh, okay. So right across the street from us is the old Nico's Diner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's now Chenko. So we're kind of right there. And then Kitty Corner across the street from us is a couple other antique stores. So uh, I know exactly where that is. I don't have to go by. Uh, so one of the questions I wanted to ask you specifically was that how did you personally get interested in this reduce, reuse, recycle concepts? Well, since I was a kid, actually, I have loved finding things and then making them into something else. Um, my kids laugh at me because I always say, oh, well, it spoke to me. I had to bring it home. But if it speaks to me, then I know what I'm going to do with it right away, which probably sounds odd to some people, I'm guessing. But it's just trying to find and see things in a new way is something that I love to do. And finding somebody that actually falls in love with that something is the joy I get out of it. You sound like an artist. I am. Okay. <laughs> Actually, that I makes am. that makes yeah. sense then, because yeah. then you can sculpture. You see something sculpturally, visually in your eyes, but then you can like turn it upside down and turn it into a whole different uh, plant holder or something like that. It's interesting. When you're talking, exactly. when you're talking about the bed, you mentioned that you just had to maybe like glue some panels in. Are there other skill sets that you or the listeners should learn or tinker with to better repurpose items? Well, I think that if you if it's something that you love, there's always ways to fix it. If like some, something's coming loose, you can glue it. If um, if it just needs a small repair or a paint job to fit into your current environment, then those are easy things. I think sometimes people are intimidated by them or they'll say, I'm not a painter. I wouldn't I don't know that I would necessarily want to do that. But I think the joy in it is is making it new. And there's a big sense of um, achievement when you do that. When something has a little bit of you in it in your home, then it's something that you're proud of. Yeah, it yeah. shows your personality, too. Uh-huh. You know, it's not just, um, uh, well, I'll name it Pottery Barn. <laughs> you know, it's not the grage uh, system. It uh, has some uh, vitality to it. All right, Chase. Yeah. Let's uh, remind listeners that this is the Sustainable Living Show coming to you from the studios of WMNF in Tampa. Today we are talking about repurposing items, and we want to know what items have you turned from trash into treasure. You can give us a call at 813-239-9663. Or you can send us an email at dj at wmnf.org and we will read it on air. 
And Annie, I forgot to mention, but this past uh, Saturday, I was at uh, the Living Roots. Oh, I'm uh, so excited about the, that. The grand opening. Yeah. And I met Sarah from Palm Harbor. Okay. <laughs> Which means she's she's a she participates in our show regularly. Oh, and she's that's like, so hey, great. I listened to you, and that like the re- that's the reason why I'm here. And I said, what's your name? And she goes, Sarah from Palm Harbor. Oh, that, she knew exactly how to introduce <laughs> yeah. herself or the phone calls or the, uh, the emails. That's funny. Yeah. So, uh, Tracy, we got a couple of little uh, text messages. Somebody said from uh, New York, they recycled a used deck into a raised vegetable bed. Wow, that's great. And then somebody else uh, reused a bed headboard into a garden trellis. Very nice. And that's nice. Yeah, and I love you, that. Uh, I love that. Yeah. I saw a, uh, um, what was it? It's the old box springs back in the day. Yeah. And they put them up as a trellis as well. You can use that as a wine bottle holder too. <laughs> it's cool looking. That's cool. Um, so I want to really get into like the practical aspect of this, Tracy. So other than painting, <laughs> that seems like an easy repurpose and then you're good to go. Like what are some other, is there uh, welding involved? Is there... You know, other than gluing and painting, what? Well, how can we repurpose items that we find? Well, welding is not something that I do yet, but yet. Um, <laughs> you can take yeah, you can take an item like, um, for instance, if you have a bookcase but the bookcase is too short, it's really easy to get legs to put on the bottom of a bookshelf to make it more what you need it to be, or to fill a space. There are a lot of options out there to take something you already have and make it a little bit different. That's a very good point when you just said something about the legs. I mean, and if you found something that you just didn't like the legs on, you could change right. them. Yeah, that's great. It's really easy. And yeah. with Amazon and, and all these different ways that you can get legs now, um, still, you know, I tend to go to the places like Habitat for Humanity. Good because for you. If I'm going to be purchasing something, I want to do it in a way that it's going to benefit something else. Yeah. So you're you're going all the way on the sustainable and reusing issues. That's great. I saw at a plant sale somebody took those bed risers that are like six inches. Oh yeah. Uh huh. And they just put them underneath their sale table, so they're so it's lifted up. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a good uh, repurpose. Yeah. People don't have to stoop down so much. Brings it right to your face a little bit more. All right, That's Tracy. A good idea. Tracy, we got a phone call from Tampa, and we have Neil on line one. Hello, Neil. Welcome to the show. Hi, Neil. Well, thank you. Yes, um, I want to share something. Talking about reusing something. Uh huh. Um, the Florida Department of Transportation District Seven wants to spend thirty-five million dollars to demolish the northbound Howard Franklin Bridge. Now the bridge, the day it closes and the day they plan to demolish it, and we're talking about reuse, repurpose, uh, that bridge is safe for 40 ton vehicles. Okay. Hey, look, can I can I stop you? Uh, I'd like to, since this is really kind of off topic, uh, if we could bring it back down to this, but if you would like for people to participate on trying to help save that, is there a source for them to be able to get to, to be able to write somebody or, uh, or well, call? If you could put that on sure. the air without more sure. explanation, that'd be great. Right. If they text uh, 813 784 
Text that number, and we will send them information about how they can help us repurpose this bridge. And then when we repurpose it, we're going to put a 20-megawatt uh, clean energy canopy over the bridge. So Great. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Okay. Well, thanks for calling in, and um, you know, don't mean to cut you off too quickly, but you know, it's really not on topic. So, (laughs) but it is a good thing that you're doing. So, congratulations on you know taking the the bull by the horns on that. So, Tracy, we got another text message from MJ in Tampa, and she says that she. Uh, reuses baby doll arms and legs, and she puts them <laughs> on um, like metal stakes, um, th- like that she has in her garden, so people don't poke their eyes or chip, and it's not oh, a hazard. She, it's a cover. Yeah, it's a it's cover. A Can you? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Seeing little arms and legs all through the garden coming <laughs> up from the ground. I love that so yes. much. It sounds like a good thing all the time, and maybe a really interesting idea for Halloween too. Oh yeah, you know I've seen a lot of people. I, I don't know if you've done this, Kenny, but I've seen people take doll heads and and uh, cut the top out and and put plants in that and i just love the way that looks i do it's creepy but fantastic at the same time tracy we got another text message and this person says i use bookshelves that somebody was throwing away as a garden bed it was probably six foot by three foot and about one and a half foot deep and i filled it with soil and uh had a great garden that's wonderful i think i've seen something similar to that as well a lot of people use those, uh, were those uh, platforms that you get pavers on? What do they call those? Uh, Cinder blocks. No, no, it's, it's wood. It's wood platforms. God, it's just throwing out of my brain. But anyway, it's uh, pallets. That's what it is. Oh, yes. uh, pallets. A lot of people use pallets, but then you have to check to see if they're treated because there's a specific uh, uh, marker on that. You don't use you know, the treated ones in your garden beds, but, the, but there are some that aren't. So you have to just check the marker. At uh, the Florida State Fair in February, they have like a whole maybe 50 foot by 50 foot section of pallets and they turned them into chairs. They turned them into those raised vertical gardens. Yeah. there's lots of pallets that yeah. you can find source for free. Yeah, and and there's lots of things you can build from it. That's that's a great idea, but putting it on that vertical uh, bed. You know, what? I, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, too, is that, because I know when I see any anything metal, my, my, my mind goes to outdoors and plants and pots and things like that. So when I see anything metal with a circle in it, I'm thinking I can put a pot in that, and I can lift it up off the ground, and I can make it a different dimension. So I'm thinking that, you know, that's just the way my mind thinks. So it's like when you go to the beach and you find one shell, that's the particular type of shell that you find all day at the beach because that's where you've set your eye to. Is there some things that you specifically are, you know, interested in that you, you know, time and time again pick up and, you know, like an estate sale or, or whatever uh, that you find this something that you are drawn to and that is a good seller for you, really? I am drawn to wooden boxes and <laughs> globes and i don't know globes. why yeah i don't know why but there's a lot of different things that you can do with the globes and the boxes i mean it's kind of endless yeah we've mm-hmm. done some classes at the shop where we've taken old wine boxes and we made them we put feet on them and made them into either a raised planter or storage to go under your bed or somewhere that it may be seen because it kind of 
as I say, zhuzhes up the outside of it, so it fits whatever your decor is. Yeah. One thing I just want to throw out there for you, because I learned it myself uh, the hard way, is uh, those wine boxes uh, fall apart really easy when you put soil in them. But if you put in an L bracket on the interior uh, on each corner, uh, it holds it better and it doesn't bow out like it would warp when the water hits it. Just a little tip. A little pro tip. Yeah, they're they're not made really for that kind of no, a they're use. Not. But they're so beautiful. I always tell everyone to put trash bag like a trash bag inside mm-hmm. to line it for yeah. sure because if you can keep a lot of that water going. But most of the people that did it in the class were using it for like uh, um, herbs for their cooking. So that that's a little bit easier. It's not out in the elements all the time, so they do tend to hold up a little bit longer, but. I like that tip of yours, though, with the L brackets. It really helps a lot because I I did a lot of herb boxes, um, you know, and that and they all fall apart. But but that works. It really does. But I but the plastic uh, trash can liner, which you're talking about, is great, especially those contractor bags. And then you can staple it inside around the edges. Yeah, good deal. Tracy, we got a, another email, and this email is actually from the person who recommended you, who uh, oh, saw you in the neat. newspaper. This is David, and he says, Hi, Kenny and Annie. Thanks for the great show today. I love the baby doll idea for Halloween. <laughs> I like the idea of keeping tree limb trimmings for backyard uh, fire pits in the winter. Yeah, it's also the, the bigger parts for edges of uh, flower beds. Yep, that's my entire backyard is, is cut trees. And of logs, and they're being served as the border. Of oh, all yeah, the so if you're like your pathway edges and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think it's really pretty, too. So, uh, Tracy, let's get off of this bed. <laughs> 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 what other items um, have you been repurposing? Hmm. Besides boxes and gloves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And they all go really fast, and I'm always a little disappointed oh, that they, yeah. they're going, you know? But yeah. Um, I think that really chairs, I've made chairs into benches. I've taken chairs apart and put different parts together to make benches. Um, anything raised planters, like she was talking about, it's really easy to take the base of a chair and just build in some support so that you can set a pot in it. Yeah. Yeah. Those little metal chairs. Yeah. Or you can take... Um, just a simple piece of wood that you can find that will serve as kind of a little top for it. And you can use that outside to put different plants on or some kind of outdoor tables. There's really kind of a lot of uses for old chairs, I think. I love chairs. And you can can put them on your wall and use them as shelves because you can put a top on it and then it becomes something that you can set decor on. Oh, that is so adorable. I love that so much so you just hang the the uh the chair on the wall and then use the seat as a platform yeah <gasps> love yeah. that and speaking of adorable i saw somebody take a toilet and then they planted a little bog garden inside the toilet because it holds oh, water oh wow how fun i've also seen uh-huh. people like take sinks put them in their uh I backyard have i have a sink uh, uh, on top of a chimney flue and then uh, have it planted out and I have plates on the wall behind it that I found on the side of the road. And uh, the thing in, in the, this is a really cute little thing. I copied this from somebody else. I have it planted out, but then I put some dishes 
that were like little chip broken ones at the bottom, you know, and I stuck them in there like it had dishes in the sink. <laughs> I, I know a master gardener who's taken a bunch of bowling balls. Oh, yeah. And, I have <laughs> and yep. they've decorated them into like little ladybugs. Oh. And uh, they used to cut the bowling ball in half. Uh-huh. And then they said they could just easily bury half of it in the ground rather than having to go so through all that. I, I got to tell this because but I have a collection of bowling balls. I have bowling pins as well. And what originally I was going to make a bed because I had a friend that got the, they went, they got the old alleyway uh, of uh, the alley wood, you know, that's all glued together. And they use it as their platform uh, for their bed. And I thought, oh, that'd make a great headboard. And then I can put the balls, drill a hole through them and put them as the feet, you know, several on the top and then put a post and then put the pins on the top of the post but I, uh, I changed my mind but so I still have all the bowling balls and pins in the house it's they're fun but yeah it's a repurposing thing so I need to reintroduce ourselves just in case people are out there want to call in uh, you're listening to the sustainable living show coming to you from the studios of WMNF in Tampa today we're talking about repurposing items uh, and the item, what items have you turned into tra- from trash to treasure? Uh, give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send us an email at dj at wnf.org and we will read it on the air. And we're talking with Tracy Selfin uh, with Lot 29. All right. So, Tracy, we got a phone call uh, from John in Tampa. Hello, John. Hi, John. Hi. Hi. Uh, yeah, what I was... Uh wanted to call was something that normally goes to the dump or the landfill and it's uh whenever there's work done uh for new construction or widen a road or whatever they cut down trees oh, and I know. those trees those trees can be uh, instead of going to the landfill uh and this is a growing industry here in, in florida is uh they're cut up uh into uh into boards or slabs as they're called and they're repurposed and made into furniture. And that's a, uh, a huge uh, reinvestment of something that normally would be thrown away. And it makes beautiful uh, furniture and other art pieces that people will turn into bowls and uh, make uh, tables and chairs and all different kinds of things out of this wood. That normally it goes into uh, landfills. So let me ask you. Ground up for mold. Let me ask you this. So you're saying that the city that's cutting up the trees are making are making the boards? Or, no, 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 so you, no, 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 no. Okay. No, How are you getting that done? That, yeah. There's, there's people that work with uh, arborists or or people that cut trees. And they will get these uh, these these tree trunks or large limbs and cut them okay. with, with special saws and make them into planks or boards. I would love but, to know uh, that source because I've never known anybody, and I know a lot uh, of arborists that do things. Yeah. If you go on Facebook, uh-huh. you can see. Look, I'll just put in slabs, wood slabs, uh-huh. and you'll see uh, a lot of guys that resell them. But there's more of that. That's just a small percentage that gets used. Most of it gets dumped. Right. And it's and it's a real shame. It is that wood can be made into a lot of beautiful items. Yeah, it uh, really is. I myself, uh, you know, do woodworking, and 
and uh, it's amazing the, all the different types of uh, a wood that we have here in Florida. We're very, very fortunate that we have a broad spectrum of wood species that can be used. And, and like I said, most of it gets burnt or turned into mulch or thrown in a landfill. Yeah. And that's a shame. It is it really a shame. Is. It is a shame. If you're going to cut a tree, you might as well use it. Exactly. So, John, we're in 2023, but if you hang on until November, December of 2024, and you go to the Backyard Poultry Magazine, (laughs) I will have an entire article on using wooden slabs to make a chicken coop. Oh, that's so cool. I'm actually working on that article now, but it won't come out for another 14 months because that's how the magazine (laughs) (laughs) industry works. You'll have to remind us then. Yeah. But but check that out. uh, go to any like Craigslist, but generally yeah. Facebook. Yeah, John, my friend did the exact thing. He uh, he found an ad on uh, Facebook. He loaded up his car with all these uh, wooden slabs. They weren't dried or anything. And then uh-huh. what I did, actually what my dad did, was he cut them into like 12 or 16 inch uh, long, maybe pieces, yeah, like maybe six or, or eight inches wide. And then we mounted plants on them. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, John, for uh, yeah. that. No, yeah. that was that's good because we're talking about repurposing yeah. things, and it doesn't have to be something that's already made. It could be uh, a organic, natural, natural sure. product. Um, so, Tracy, we got a couple of uh, messages for you. One is from Bubba. I like how my church gets the cute old ladies to make crafts for Christmas. One of my favorites is a bowling pin painted to look like Santa Claus <laughs> with a cute red stocking cap. Oh, that's and funny. You guys, it's uh, September. You got to get ready for the holidays. That's right. That can so, make a great pumpkin, right? Yeah, we're already getting ready. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. And then uh, Pirate Pete in Indian Shores writes... A couple weeks ago, before the storm, I found a bottle encrusted with shells, and it looks like there's a note in it. So, I'll ha- so I have it on my shelf in my living room. I wonder if I open it and uh, maybe save the stranded souls, but it looks so cool. I'll have to break the bottle to get the message out. Oh, maybe they and- could use it something like a little wire and pull it. <laughs> well, I've seen I other people take that. like mirrors and bottles and lamps mm-hmm. and lampshades, and they they uh, bedazzle it. <laughs> They, yeah. they encrust it with shells. They yeah. glue it with... I have made a lot of picture frames with shells, and they're beautiful. Uh, and, you know, I had a friend that did a uh, their whole bathroom mirror, uh, all the borders on that with shells. And I have a collection. I'm going to do a long-length mirror with the shells, which is... You know, I hadn't even thought about that until you just until that guy brought it up about the, uh, the trees, that uh, there's so many natural products get, that can be reused in a different way. It's just a different way of looking at it, isn't it? Tracy, you got another email, and it's from Elijah, and they say that they work in an old landfill in Miami, and they found this solid brass light switch plate, and they turned it into a belt buckle. Oh, wow. So, Tracy, how much... That is pretty inventive. That is really cool. They'd send a picture, too. It's really cool looking. So, Tracy, you were talking about, like, a, a very old bed. How much stuff is, I guess the antique is, like, 25 years or older or something like that? Well, v- or vintage Tracy, is 25 v- and then 50s uh, antique. So, Tracy, what what a percentage, you know, how much are we is really old? Yeah, <laughs> like, how, what was your age uh, line of your goods in your store? Is that what we're doing? 
I would say there are some. Um, I don't think I have anything new currently. Now I'm thinking in my head, do I have anything that's new? I do carry a line of paint and I do carry transfers and molds in the store. So those are new. But other than that, as far as things go, I would say it's probably pretty balanced. A lot of the things that I have are probably at least 25 years old. Mm-hmm. There's maybe a handful of things that are newer than that. How do you get your stuff? In a lot of different ways, actually. Um, sometimes, kinda, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I go to estate sales. Sometimes yeah. people actually, since we opened and had the um, article in the newspaper, uh-huh. a lot of people will call and they'll say, you know, I have like I had a gentleman call and say, you know, I have this bedroom set that belonged to my dad and I've trekked it around the country with me a few times and I think it's just time to let it go but I want to let it go in a way that it's not just going to yeah. uh, a thrift store where somebody's actually going to see the value in it and maybe help other people see the value in it and it will get a new life. So these people are giving you their things so it can live on. Mm-hmm. Oh that's so lovely and you go to estate sales and, and the different thrift stores and odds and ends like that. I go to, um, I do go to estate sales and I try to like, I'll go to Habitat. I try to really stay true to what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So every now and then, um, the Bloom Again Metropolitan Ministries is a great place to go for anybody looking for (laughs) things that may be different. Um, That's a great name. But I try to, yeah, I try to, I try to keep it kind of in my focus where I don't want to have a lot of brand new things mm-hmm. because that's not what it's all about. And I really don't want to have five of something. You know, it's not as unique if there's five. Yeah. If I find yeah. one thing, sometimes even glasses, it's been interesting because I was lucky enough to get a few different kinds of hand-blown glasses. But you'd be interested to in, know, I have a customer who comes in and will just buy one of each of the kind of glasses. They can oh. all be wine glasses, but she wants them all to be different. Oh, that's so nice. It's like having different chairs around the table. She has a different right. wine glass. I had a friend that uh, when, actually when she even registered for China for her, uh, her wedding, she got each, each one was a different flower. So it wasn't the same. It was just each, each uh, place setting was a different flower so people could do that. That's, that sounds wonderful looking. One of my favorite restaurants in uh, Western New York, not one silverware dish cup matches. Yeah, and that's on purpose? Yeah, and I, I like that. I love it too. I, I like that idea of how it's just, a, it's a bunch of art at mm-hmm. that point, you know. Tracy, well, where, I, yeah, go ahead, Tracy. And I think for a lot of us, you know, those things, the mismatched plates and the mismatched things kind of, it's kind of fun to know, oh, look, I got this plate this time. Or, you know, when you go to a friend's house, you always wonder, oh, when am I going to get that plate I like? My special you know? plate. <laughs> yeah, it makes it, it makes it a little bit different. And I do get a lot of one-offs, a lot of China plates that are, I just get one of. Yeah. And so in turn, I make them into art. So I'll take them and I'll put a saying on them. Some are a little snarky, so I won't repeat them. But, you know, like one of the favorites was an empty bottle of wine is better than a full one. It shows achievement. (laughs) 
So when you can put something up on the wall, you know, you're taking some old thing there was only one of, but yet we've made it into something different you can put on the wall. That reminds me of when you said wine bottles. I've seen people, too, the upside-down wine bottles uh, along the edges put the neck into the ground, and then they have mm-hmm. that along. And then I also have a, uh, a little uh, tree, uh, metal rods, and I have different colored bottles stuck in it. It's a, you know, it's a bottle tree. It's uh, according to yep. the Africans. It catches the bad, uh, evil spirits. We have a call here, too. Yes, we do. We? All right. I think we have Francis from Turpin Springs. Hello. Hi, Francis. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Great show, and thank you for taking my call. Um, you, you, you guys are talking about using wood pallets, which I love using that stuff and repurposing things. But, um, you know, a, there's a trend of using uh, the pallet boards for, like, an accent wall. And, um, you know, just a word of caution, I, I did have a friend that did that, and it looked great. And... About a month after they installed them, they suddenly had a, a termite issue. Oh. And, yes, yeah, so they, uh, the uh, exterminator figured out, yeah, they came in on uh, some of that wood that you guys put in the, in, the, uh, in, the, in the bathroom for your accent wall. So, you know, I, I knew it seems like you guys are focused more on outdoor stuff, but no, I know there's indoors good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, oh, no, it looks great. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. love that. I mean, they stained them different colors. Sure. They had rustic. It looked, it looked gorgeous. It probably but, should have know. been treat, heat treated uh, before, I would think. Because, you know, you don't kind of do any chemical treatment on it. You're bringing the no, chemicals in your I house, think, right? Like, I, I mean, I would love to do that, but I don't want to have to, like, okay, now i got to put a bunch of chemicals on this before right. I even think about putting it in my house. So that is no longer... One of my go-tos for doing, uh, you know, the heat wall. treating. You know, some people do that. They have those burning tools that uh, it's it's a certain, it's a thing that it's a Japanese thing, I believe. And you uh, burn the uh, outside of the wood and it seals it, and so mm-hmm. then that's an easier planter type of a th- situation. It's um, probably melts the resin. I'm guessing. So, so uh, Francis and Annie, we got an email. Tracy and it says I've had some luck finding furniture by the side of the road in my neighborhood especially um, like on particular days or weekends and a lot of the time it's just um, like one or two things wrong so their question is what is the best way to clean dirty furniture oh, or good, to sanitize it before you bring it in the that's house a so great question. I think that's exactly in line with uh, what Francis was calling about so uh, Tracy you find something before you bring it in the house, you check for termites. <laughs> you check to see if there's uh, wood coming out of it. But then, then what do you do? Well, usually I will always let it sit out in the sun, too, because yes. in Florida, we also have to deal with bed bugs. Okay. Which don't do well in heat. And they, they sneak into all those little cracks and crevices in just about anything you can imagine. So I always try to, first of all, let it sit out in the sun for a bit, get it really hot maybe a couple days if we don't have rain. Um, And then when I take it inside, I always go over it with Simple Green. That's kind of my go-to to to Simple Green, okay. You know, uh, I was just thinking, when you were just talking about that, leaving it in the sun and some smaller items, you could just wrap it in a a black uh, contractor bag and really cook that thing. Yeah, you can, absolutely. Yeah, that's a, I hadn't thought about that. That's a great idea. So, Tracy, where can, uh, where do you recommend people to go in person or online to learn about how to repurpose items? 
You know, I haven't gotten anything on my side about that yet, which you're giving me a lot of ideas. So thank Good. you for that. Um, I don't, I don't know that I have ever gone anywhere, but if you want to learn, you can always go to YouTube. I mean, you can source anything that you need to find out on YouTube. And if it's something that you're not really clear on, I always say, watch a few videos, not just one, because one person may give you a great idea, but you may find in a few others that maybe someone will say, I tried that, but that didn't work. Right. So I did this. Now, you, you, know? you also, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Do you have more to say? No, no, go okay. ahead. Uh, I wanted to also, uh, we noticed that you have classes uh, for teaching people how to repurpose or something like that. Can you elaborate on that a little bit for us? We can. So the last one we did was the repurposing of the wine boxes. I am trying to get a class structured now for people to bring in like smaller furniture or a chair, but simply not, we're not doing upholstery yet, but trying to help them get that chair or that small piece of furniture all squared up and showing them how to glue it and clamp it and really a hands-on approach to them making that chair instead of bringing it to somebody who's going to take that chair and fix it for them. Yeah, that's a good idea because some of it's really simple. When you just mentioned uh, postering, I was just thinking, you know, a lot of those seats and a lot of those chairs come out. They're just a piece of wood and then you can just put fabric over it and staple gun it on the back and stick it right back in. It's Absolutely. such a simple, That's, quick thing. That is the quickest fix. Some of them get a little more difficult in the older chairs because the way that they were upholstered is a lot different than these new chairs, like you said, that you can remove the Pop seat and change seats. out. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I hope that people don't give up on those chairs because those chairs that you can take out and recover, you can always add padding to them too, which people don't always think about. Right. Take an old pillow that's laying around or an old accent pillow. You can put it there to use it for the cushion that you need on that chair. Mm -hmm. uh, I also, I mean, this isn't me because I don't do this because I'm not that good. I'm a sewer, but I'm not that good of a sewer. I have a lot of things um, uh, slip covered. So I'll, I might get a chair that I like the shape of it, but I don't really like the fabric that's on, but I don't want to strip it off and redo that. I'll just get a slip cover made so then I can wash it. I love that. Yeah, that's a good way to go too, because I think that it's really, um, it's a way to make things fresh and new, right? Mm -hmm. You can have the same bones underneath and it cannot look perfect, but if it has good bones, you can always do slip covers to make it new. And those can be anything from blankets to sheets to whatever you want to make them. Yeah, you can even do your own fabric. I mean, you could paint fabric and, and do it. And that's another thing, right? You could paint on uh, fabrics that have maybe less a little stain. You can do uh, your own uh, drawings and uh, paintings on it. You can. And actually, the paint that I carry in the store, the DIY paint, only has nine ingredients. And it's safe enough to like you, that you can eat it. Not that I do. But, um, <laughs> You're going to get that dare. Well, go ahead and eat it then, right? <laughs> yeah. Not that I do. That needs to be clear. But, so it's advertiser but pigments, try. <laughs> right. But the pigments are so good in it that you awesome. literally can, you can paint velvet with it on a chair. You can paint rugs for outside. As long as it's sealed after you do it, mm -hmm. then it's part mm -hmm. of the rug. So it's pretty fantastic paint. And again, you know, keeping in with trying to repurpose things, even curtains, 
you can paint designs on curtains, Mm -hmm. you know, just a plain old, and you can make curtains out of sheets. Mm -hmm. Very good. So, Tracy, we got a brief message from Mr. Bill Grace. Have you considered your plans for the rapture? On your ascension up to heaven, it'll be too late to make your donation to the Sustainable Living Show and to WMNF Tampa, so do it today. Just go to WMNF.org and click on the tip jar and direct your donation to SUL for the Sustainable Living Show. And now might be a good time to consider donating your car as well. Thank you, Mr. Bill Grace. And then I just wanted to let people know that this Wednesday I'm going to be all the way down in Fort Myers at the Calusa uh, nature Center and Planetarium doing a presentation on Florida's native carnivorous plants. And then this Saturday, Sunken Gardens in St. Pete will be having a little uh, celebration of creepy things to get... Uh, oh, for Halloween. Yeah, to get yeah. you ready for Halloween. So there will be carnivorous plants, but um, the museum right next to them will have a bunch of reptiles that families can meet and interact with. They op- Is that theirs? They opened up that building that's right next the to The museum them? and the gardens are separate entities, but they have a combined event this Saturday from okay. 11 to 1. Okay. And we have a couple of messages. Uh, one is from Suzanne, and she's, uh, she wants to talk about the... Howard Franklin Bridge, she said that the caller had a very strong message. Reuse the bridge, this recycling it, and reduce the bridge rubble from going into a landfill. He was on message in a big way. It's a mindset at all levels. Bridges to wine crates. (laughs) It was a great uh, message, actually. I just want to reiterate. Just didn't feel like we needed to stay on it for a real long time. And then... uh, Tracy, we have another text message, and they said some of the little handheld uh, steamers will take care of hidden infestations and repurposed furniture. It is good to thoroughly steam any firewood transferred from a camping trip. You do not want to spread invasives. That is so smart. That is so smart. I never thought about that. I bet that would have done it for those termites, too, and that, uh, that wood, if they had steamed it. Yeah, these That's are really good. hard. Go ahead. Bringing in wood. It's really hard bringing in wood because you always have to be sure that you're not bringing in something you're that's not welcome. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's, you know, all these things that people are bringing up, these are just things you just don't think about normally. You know what I mean? So this is a great uh even beyond refresher course. It's a great uh uh learning time. I'm learned a lot. Today. Well, we appreciate all the participants today. Yeah, this was good. Okay. They must really be into it. So, Tracy, do you want to talk a little bit more about, so you, we, you, we talked about where you source your things, but where, like, honestly, sometimes I go to the dumpster, but uh, where, where can other people find things, I guess, you know, other than estate sales? Those are good, though. Garage Treasures. I mean, I think, I think Habitat is a great place to go. Yeah. I really do think that Habitat is a great place to go, and, and keep in mind that when you go to Habitat, everything changes there every day. So I love, and I used to do, I used to go to the Habitat when I lived in Portland, Oregon. So that's where that got started for me a long time ago in that they, you know, when someone's doing construction, they'll take out their entire kitchen and then they donate the cabinets to Habitat and usually the light fixtures and such. So if you're looking to redo something, it's a great place to go. And then the money goes to Habitat for Humanity, 
for Correct. building houses for uh, people that can't afford them normally. So it's a you know it's a good circle of of uh, use for and sure. So Chase, I know that there's a store in Tampa. Do you think there's a Habitat store like in every county or city? I think they do have them in most of the cities. I mean, I know that there's one in Sarasota or Nokomis. I know they have quite a few down there. So usually I would say there's probably one within 30 to 45 minutes of just about anyone. I've got two that I can get to in 30 minutes. Yeah, I think there's one on Nebraska, isn't there? We uh, got another message from Michelle and... She says, looked into safe termite killing methods, came across Borat at Safe as Salt for those who would be intimidated by other methods. It's cheap and easy to apply. You just mix it and spray it. And then she said, P.S. Bill Grace slays me. Love his announcements. I do too. They're so fun, aren't they? I'm have to stifle my laughter every time. <laughs> he does. He does a, a great job. He really does. Across, he's our his sound man. He's right here, and he does everything for us. And we just could not do it without he and Irene. She answers all the phone calls, and she's just a we, gem. And we like to keep Irene busy, so we appreciate everyone yes, who calls. In. That's true. So, uh, Tracy, we got about five minutes left. Um, can you just? People also always message us, and we, they say that we have to repeat the business name more often. So the name, your, the address, yeah. Yeah. So can you give and us your maybe, details and phone number, social either. media? Yeah, all that. Yep, we are lot twenty nine twenty is spelled out with the number nine at the end at forty six thirty North Florida Avenue, and we do have a website at www lot and twenty spelled out again nine dot com. Yeah, I went on there and I that's where I saw the bed and I was like, oh, she didn't paint it. She left it just the way it is. And, you know, because I was expecting everything to be redone, you know, when I because I saw that you do a lot of painting and things like that. And that what is that? It's not stickers. It's what's it called that you put on there? Transfers. Transfers. So those mm-hmm. are like um, roses and different and fairies and different odds and ends that you can apply to like a painted or, or maybe non-painted uh, structure to make it look, you know, more artistic, I guess. Yeah, you and there, there are several different kinds. There are also stamps that you can use on furniture and molds that you can make different moldings for furniture. Mm-hmm. So it kind of is only limited by your imagination. You know, another thing I was thinking about when you're talking about furniture, just changing a few things, uh, is that, you know, changing the knobs on, on things really makes a big difference as well. Yeah, it does. You, that, I think that's the fastest way to dress something up. It's like putting on new earrings. <laughs> I love that analogy. If you don't have $20,000 to redo your kitchen, you can just change up the knobs. I, I have all different knobs on every one of mine. They're all metal and they're all um, shaped in different odds and ends. And they're, every single one's different. And I, people love it. All right, Chase, we got another message from Ken in uh, Niagara Falls, New York. Oh, you're down. And he likes to take old picture frames and add a board to the bottom of them and then put a potted plant on the board and then you can hang them around your backyard. That's adorable. I love that. You know, if you had a mirror in it, then it would be reflective. That is something I like to garbage pick. Yeah, I have have some mirrors for you then. Yeah, and I have that, a globe for you too. And then right? my, I'll bring it over uh, to you. then my yeah. ducks when they're walking around, they like to see their friend. 
<laughs> do they quack at themselves? Nah, not really. But uh, I do like... The, also, if you have like a small garden or a small yard, having like a big free three foot by six foot mirror, you know, on the ground, yeah. it makes your space look a lot bigger. It really does. Uh, I had one on a wind, uh, on the fence behind a fountain and, every, and a lot of people thought it was uh, like you could go through it. You know, they, they were like, it's, I guess it was like Alice's uh, looking glass or whatever. But she, yeah, everybody thought it was like a whole new room back there. It was great. So is there, are there some things that you uh, feel like we might have missed that you really want to stress uh, on the show today? I don't think so. I mean, I just encourage everybody to, to look at something maybe a little bit differently. You know, you never know what it actually can be. Mm-hmm. Until you try. And, and I do find that with the, the transfers and the molds and such, it makes it easy because not everyone thinks that they're creative. But if you sit back and they're around other people that are creating things, then they get ideas from them. And everyone kinds of, kind of feeds off of each other. Mm-hmm. And they end up with leaving with something that they love. It's happened several times in the classes when I've had people walk in and say, you know, oh, well, I'm not really crafty. Like it's okay. Just sit down and just don't think about it. Let the kid inside of you come out and you're going to leave with something you love. That's wonderful. Sometimes, sometimes you, we just think too much. You know, it would be really fun for a group of people to, do, to go together and do that as well. You know, it's like this. Yeah, and I, do, and I do or will be soon um, on the schedule. We'll be able to offer that. So like little parties. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, love that. I think that getting people together in a different way our store is all about building community. So I have an open classroom table all the time. If someone wants to come in and have coffee or tea and work on their craft and be around other people creating, that's what it's all about. Oh, that's lovely. What a wonderful, see, that was something we missed. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Tracy, for being a guest on our show. And we encourage everyone out there to keep sharing their reused, repurposed, uh, recycled items and projects with us. And also call in or uh, text in or email us if you have ideas, because see, we would not have known about this lovely human without without, uh, the person that called us uh, and let us know. So uh, everybody just, you know, keep on making contact with us and also make contact in the sense of you can uh, drop some money in the tip jar because you are how we stay on the air. And we if you if you do it on a regular basis, then we don't have to ask so much on those uh, (laughs) fundraising days. So thank you, Irene, for taking the calls and uh, Mr. Bill Grace for working the boards. If you enjoyed this show and our weekly content, please go to WMNF.org, donating through the tip jar and direct your donation to the Sustainable Living Show. Stay tuned. In the next hour, you will hear WMNF Community Speaks with Mabili. Make sure to tune in next Monday morning at 11 for the next Sustainable Living Show. We will be talking with Shannon uh, Carnival about creating wildlife havens. Follow our Facebook page, Sustainable Living WNF, to stay in the loop. And to listen to our past shows, just go to Listen On Demand on WMNF.org. I'm Kenny Coogan. And I'm Annie Ellis. Remember, if you are looking for someone to save the world, please look in the mirror. Bye-bye. This is WMNF Tampa.